Hello friends. So I just wanted to put this out there because quite a few people have reached out to me and said that they stopped listening to the episode because of the sound issue at the beginning. I did put in the description. I don't know if it is updated on all platforms, but I did put in the description that I am aware of the issue and it does get corrected fairly quickly. But for those that do not read the description or maybe are listening on a platform that it hasn't updated as of yet, um, or maybe you just won't update for whatever reason, I did just want to put out there that this episode was recorded. Um, and on my end, when I asked Marissa um, to tell me a little bit about herself, on my end, it was not bad quality, but it does on was on my end when she started answering the first question. So I do interrupt her and let her know that. And then she's able to correct it. And listening back myself, I have no sound issues. So um, if you continue to have sound issues, I'm not quite sure why that is. But I did just want to put that out there to start with. So if you start listening to the episode and you don't read the description or don't have that update, that you can continue to listen as long as you just get past that first initial her introducing herself and part of her answering the first question. Um, it gets better. And um, I, I promise you that there is value in this episode. And as long as you just get past that like little bit, um, you will be able to hear her fine. I know in the past there has been some episodes where different people have said, and on my end also listening back, even though it wasn't like that while I was talking with the person, there has been certain like skippy things. Um, I'm not quite sure why that happens sometime. I'm assuming it's an internet connection on the person's part. Don't know why when I'm recording, it doesn't happen for me. But um, on this particular episode, I was able to hear that while recording and was able to correct it. So um, I hope that this finds you well and that you enjoy listening to this episode. And um, yeah, I appreciate everyone for giving me the feedback that you did. And for those that um, are just listening to this episode for the first time, like I said, just bear with it and maybe even like skip ahead a little bit if you want. Um, I'm not quite sure what minute mark that it starts doing that. But um, like I said, after the like mid her answering the first question after her introducing herself, it gets corrected. So I hope you all have a marvelous day and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Gagnon, and I just wanted to preface this with saying that it is beautiful out here today, and so I am sitting outside, so if you hear any birds or anything like that in the background, that is why. Today, we have a special guest, Marissa Davis, and we are going to talk about self-care and all of the things, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Marissa, as you said, um, I'm 21 years old, um, love the outdoors, um, and with friends, um, I'm not really good at that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine, um. So as you know, and as I just mentioned, that we're going to be talking about self-love and self-care and all of those things. So what are ways that you um, personally take care of yourself? 
um, and make sure that you take care of both your physical and your mental health. Yeah, so I always try throughout the week. Um, and not every week, but trying to have it. in my skin and just going out there a lot of people judge if you're just somewhere by so I hate to interrupt you but you're breaking up really bad um can you hear me clearly yeah okay so must be something on your end I just don't want you to like say all the things and then me and the listeners not be able to hear you is this better? Yes, much better. Okay. <laughs> so can you repeat your answer to the question? I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I, throughout the week, always try to do some self-care in each day. Um, but at least one day out of the week, I try to do a self-care day. Um, not really the best at doing it every week because still trying to get in the habit of it but I try to take myself out on a date every week um, Mm -hmm. just because it has helped tremendously mentally for me because it's helping me get out of my comfort zone Um, especially because a lot of people judge when they see someone out by themselves like at dinner or maybe because their minds automatically go to oh they got stood up or something and they're like waiting for a date to come um So I've definitely gotten like stairs and stuff, but it helps me just get out of my comfort zone and be like, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I love what I'm doing right now. And if people want to judge, it's how they do. And that has tied into my life a lot with my day-to-day stuff because people may judge, but if I'm enjoying it and I'm liking it, I'm able to do that against everyone's judgment. So it's definitely built that. I absolutely love that. What are some of the things that you've done when you've taken yourself out on dates? Um, I've gone to sporting events, so I'll go to, like, baseball games. Um, I recently went to see the Barbie movie by myself. Um, And then just a couple times, like, taking myself out to dinner. Or I went to horse races recently as well. And That's awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I think when I was single, I don't think I did that enough. Like I would do things on my own, like go shopping or whatever, but I didn't really go to the movies or whatever. I normally do it in like a friend group or with a friend or with a date. And I think, you know, I hope that I am never single again as I am married, but (laughs) if for whatever reason that happens and I'm in that stage of life again, I definitely think that that is something that I would want to implement because like you said, it really can be amazing for your mental health and to get you out of your comfort zone. Um, So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually hoping that once I get in a relationship, I can keep it up because although I'm in a relationship, there's also times that I would need to do things for myself. So I'm hoping that I can still implement that when I start dating someone as well. Yeah, I think that that's a very important piece too. 
I think that one with my like physical health and then at the moment I don't have a vehicle, but I definitely try to do things for myself like this podcast or I'll do skincare or whatever. And I generally try to do that when he's like not home one so that it's, you know, a little bit more peaceful. Like I don't feel like I have to like be holding a conversation or that I feel like I'm excluding him in any way. But I do sometimes if he has a week where he gets out a lot earlier and he's then home on the weekend that I make sure that I try and do things. And I think that it's so important to have things that are just for you, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not. Um, Because ultimately, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help take care of or pour into anyone else. Yes. And as far as your physical health, what are some of the things that you do for your physical health that you think really ties into helping your mental health? Um, One of the biggest ones is I try to go on a walk every day for at least an hour, even if that's just on the treadmill or just around my neighborhood, just to like during that time, just be in my mind, like I'll listen to music. But for the most part, I just let my mind release everything and I like brain dump. So if there's like something specific like in my mind going on, it's just like a calm way to like release it. And at the same time, it's helping work out and get my muscles moving and everything. That's really awesome. I love taking walks and different stuff like that. I haven't done it as much, but it also it's either been raining here or it's been super hot. So I'm hoping that now that it's starting to cool down a little bit um, where I'm at, that I'm able to do that more because taking walks, whether it's outside or on the treadmill, are some of the favorite my favorite ways to clear my head as well. Yeah, I think it could help a lot of people. Like the people that I've talked to about it has all said that going on walks helps them so much with their mind. Yeah, and even if it's nothing big, like I mean, where I'm at that we have a deck and we have like not a huge house but a decent sized enough house that like if I were to not even go anywhere like just walk down the driveway walk around the house we have a bunch of stairs going down to the water like just doing that alone would be a good workout um like I wouldn't even have to go anywhere necessarily to do that because you know you've got the stairs which is great for like your legs and everything and then just walking around in general um I think sometimes people overcomplicate like self-care and exercise and think that you have to do this like big thing or don't do anything at all and I think sometimes it can be something so small and simple that can benefit you and it doesn't have to be this giant thing yeah I think one of the biggest struggles people have myself included is like you see all over like you have to do like an hour of workouts or like you have to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning to like get the time to do it and that definitely scares me seeing those things but like with me like even if it's just like five minutes that I have or even if it's like I'm doing something else like I'll be reading a book at night before I go to bed and I'll just like start like doing crunches and stuff so it's like I'm already doing something else and like because my mind's distracted I don't like realize that I'm doing it Mm -hmm. but like just implementing it even if it's just like during doing something else or like even just five minutes it can help a lot 
Exactly. Or like if you're cooking and something is, you know, on the stove, you know, a pot of water is coming to a boil or whatever, or you're baking something in the oven, walk in place. Like there are so many different like walk workouts or sitting down workouts, like even like sitting and watching TV. Like if you get like some dumbbells or something and work out your arms or get bike pedals and put them like on the floor and bike while you watch something. Like I said, it doesn't have to be necessarily something big and it doesn't have to be something super long either. Like put on like a 20 minute episode of something and do that. It doesn't have to be this big thing, like all or nothing. Yeah. And as far as I know, um, struggling with your mental health sometimes can make you not want to do the physical stuff and not want to do stuff for your mental health. Like you want to because you want to get out of that state but you don't want to do anything because you're in an anxious or depressive state so what are some of the things that you do personally that helps you like to force yourself to take care of yourself and help you get out of that funk yeah that's a huge thing like a lot of people don't understand unless you're like actively going through it how much it can affect you like not having energy to do stuff um Like, for me, I know that, like, a lot of the times, like, just brushing my teeth and, like, showering, like, is hard for me at times just because, like, my mental health gets so bad. And then everyone judges me because I'll go, like, two days without showering. So, like, my hair is just all greasy. But I'm, like, I'm trying. Um, But to get out of it, I usually kind of force myself to do things. Like, even if it's just one small thing, like, I'll do my makeup one day. Because I know that when I have my makeup, I feel better and more confident about myself or I'll throw on an outfit that I feel confident in. Um, And then I also, if none of that really works, I try to do like random dance parties. (laughs) Like I know that that sounds silly, but I'll just like turn on music and start dancing. And it like really helps like change my mood. I feel that I definitely do that myself. Um, and, um, I think with the outfits and different things like that, I think that's one thing that some of us that either don't get out of the house very much because of physical health or whatever that we can get stuck in. Oh, well I'm home. So I'm just going to wear sweatpants all the time. And sometimes even just putting on like a nice shirt and jeans and doing something small like that can help with your mindset to, you know, change things up and like I said it doesn't have to be necessarily a big thing like you said your makeup or like painting your nails or something like that something so small can make a huge difference with how you're feeling about yourself yeah and what would you say some of like with dealing with stuff like that what are some of like the biggest misconceptions about like depression and anxiety Um, and self-care that you personally have dealt with people saying things to you or that you've heard people say things to other people you know? Oh, that's a big one. Um, (laughs) There's definitely a lot I've dealt with. Um, I think a big one is, like, people try to compare it to theirs. Like, I've had a family that's like, oh, well, I have depression and I don't have it like that. Like, I don't not have energy to brush my teeth or to take a shower a day. Like my depression doesn't come with that. That's not depression. And like a lot of people don't understand that the depression is 
different for each person because it's literally a chemical imbalance in your brain. So it could be a different chemical imbalance than another person's because everyone's brain is so unique. It's just for your life, it's different than others. Um, But I've had so many people try to tell me that or a lot of people won't like agree with what I have to do to get through it. Um, Like I can't take medicine for mine because it it only causes me to get worse because like I can't take my medicine every single day at a specific time, which with medications for depression is not good because it can increase suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. So like I've, I've told people in my life, like I can't do that because I know for a fact I can't take it every single day. So I know that that's going to increase my suicidal thoughts. So -hmm. why would I put myself through that? When I already have suicidal thoughts, why would I put myself in a situation where it's increased suicidal thoughts? And a lot of people like don't understand things like that because in their mind, they see it differently and don't understand those things that are like personal to each person because it is just so different for everyone. No, I completely agree. I think that anything is going to be different for different people. Um, Marriage is different. Every single person goes through things and has different perspectives on life and everyone's body is created differently. Um, And I think I don't necessarily, I mean, I've got mental health stuff that I deal with, but lately it's been more of like physical health misconceptions and like, oh, well, you know, you're well enough to do this. So why can't you do that? Or you were well this morning. Why can't you do it now? And I think that sometimes people, because they're not, when it's an invisible thing, whether it's mental health or invisible physical health things, people think that they need to be able to see it in order for it to be real, which isn't true. Yes, it's, I think it's hard for people if they don't see like physical things because like they just have no way of knowing like I've had so many people tell me like because sometimes with my depression like it just like hits like I just get triggered by like a certain song that'll come on so like I'll just be happy laughing it up with my friends and then like the very next second I'll be crying from something and like a lot of people were like how can you just change that quickly like how can you be happy and laughing and then like now you're crying and like so many people just don't understand that because they don't see what's going on inside so they don't know that that certain song or that smell that you just got a whiff of is like causing certain things in your in yourself and like a lot of people just don't understand unless it's like physically they can see it yes yes it can be it can be really hard um and I think that well yes a lot of things can be you know, changing your mindset and working on trying to find positives and different things like that. And that may work to a degree, but it's not going to fully fix the issue. And I think oftentimes people will have like this misconception of like, oh, you've got a nice house, you've got nice kids and a nice husband or a nice job. And so you have no reason to be sad. And I think, like I said, some of it is mindset because there are times whether um, it's, you know, we need to be on medication for it or whatnot. 
sometimes we do get into places where all we're doing is focusing on the negative. And obviously that's not healthy, but changing your mindset to think positively isn't necessarily going to erase those feelings. Because there are times where I will be like, have like this anxious feeling or like be super sad. And I won't necessarily even know why sometimes. And it's like, why is this feeling coming up when everything is going great in my life? Yes. I think that's one of the hardest parts is like when we don't even understand what's going on and people are like, well, why is that happening? Why are you doing that? Like, why are you upset? And then you get more upset because you're like, I don't even know how to explain it to you because I can't figure out why. And like, I know for me personally, like when that happens, I feel more upset because I get angry with myself that I can't figure out why I'm feeling the way I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like people sometimes will be like, oh, well, you just need to think or say like positive things. And like I said, that can be helpful, but you can be positive. Like you should be being positive without necessarily lying about your situation. Because I think science people are like, oh, if you just, you know, say you have a good life or say that you're happy, then it's just going to fix everything. But you can say, you know, I'm grateful that I have a house. I'm grateful that I have a nice job. But right now I'm really sad. Like two things can exist at the same time. And I, it baffles me how some people can't recognize that. Yeah. So as far as different things that people have said that aren't helpful, what are some of like the biggest things that you find that when people say them to you, it makes it worse, but you know, to some degree, like they're saying it to try to be helpful. I think one of the biggest is like people saying like, oh, just calm down. Like with my anxiety, like so many people will tell me like, oh, you're just stressing yourself out anymore. Just like calm down and chill. Like, it'll work itself out. But, like, with anxiety, like, you can't, like, just be like, okay, let me, like, turn my brain off and, like, turn off all of these worries. Like, you may know, like, in the back of your mind that, like, everything's going to work out and, like, it'll be perfectly fine. But, like, in those moments, it's just so hard. And, like, just having people tell you, like, just calm down, like, it's not that easy to do. (laughs) So it'll Mm -hmm. definitely, like, make it worse. But, like, it's easy to tell that, they're doing it out of love and care for you but a lot of a lot of times hearing things like that or like sometimes even just having people try to like give you like ways to fix whatever is going on instead of like because one of the things for me that's like the biggest help is asking me what I need because sometimes Mm -hmm. I do need advice but other times like I just need to let it out and I just need to tell someone what's going on and just have that listening ear So, like, people giving advice and, like, trying to fix it when that's not really what I need is hard. Yeah, I think sometimes people probably are thinking, like, oh, well, I just want to fix it. I want them to be better. And so, and they don't know exactly what to say to do that. So, they think giving advice and helping you help yourself is what's going to fix it. When, like you said, it's not always the case. Yeah. But what are some of the things um, along those lines of like, what are some of the things that you have found that when people say them, they are helpful? Um, 
definitely the like asking like what do you need like do you need me to be a listening ear do you need advice that's one thing that really helps also just hearing like like my best friend he tells me quite a bit when I talk to him about stuff he's like I don't know exactly what you're going through but I'm here for you I understand Mm -hmm. it's hard for you like I have no way of knowing because I've never been through your situation but I understand how hard it is for you and I'm here for you and like kind of hearing that because another thing that like is hard when people are like yeah I know exactly what you're going through like again it's out of care and love but like it's kind of hard to hear that because it's like you don't know what I'm going through like you didn't go through this exact thing that I did but like just Mm -hmm. having people say like I don't know what you're going through but I know that it's hard for you and I'm here no matter what even if I can't understand how you're feeling and what you're going through I'm still here yes I absolutely agree with that and I think um, sometimes in especially like Christian circles sometimes people will think that well you if you have God that you should just be happy and that you should just be joyful and that God wouldn't want this for you and it's like sometimes it's not that simple and I think that the shame and like Christian circles around mental health stuff can be so frustrating because we're human and like even Jesus cried and before he you know died on the cross was anxious and prayed for it to be taken away from him because he didn't want to do it I mean, obviously he did to a point, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that sometimes it's really hard when you have people that are supposed to love and care about you and that are supposed to be uplifting you and they're just shaming you with the Bible. Yeah. And are there any other things that you um, can think of that you would want to share with our listeners about um, taking care of yourself and all of that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is just do one thing a day that will help you feel better about yourself. And like, just try to love yourself first because like I've struggled the most with I just want to love everyone and like love people through everything. But I've had the hard realization that like you can't do that if you don't love yourself. You have to love everything about yourself, the good and the bad, before you can go out and love other people. So just make sure that like you're doing at least one thing a day to love yourself through everything and just know that even if you are struggling and you're having a hard day be proud of yourself that you made it through that day even if you have to take it a day at a time an hour at a time even a second at a time to make it through the day you're still here you're still surviving you're still pushing through no matter how hard it is you've made it through at least another day I love that. I think that sometimes it can be really hard when we are struggling to see the good in ourselves and to see that we're worth 
wanting, you know, doing self-care because sometimes we get so caught up in the mindset of like, oh, well, no one would care if I wasn't here. I'm, you know, not helping anybody. And um, or sometimes it's the opposite where we are just helping everyone and pouring into everyone else. And we forget to pour into ourselves. And that's not healthy either. Like I was talking to someone yesterday and telling her like about like different things that I do in the ministry and church and all of that. And she had asked what like what I did for myself, not only to take care of myself, but like, did I have a community that was pouring into me because I was pouring into everyone else? And I think that it's really important to find that balance and to do things not only for other people, but to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, too. Because if you burn yourself out and you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. Like for me, I make sure that I take off a weekend a month, like from the ministry stuff, from like social media, from all of that. And so that way I can, you know, decompress. Because when I am on, like, I'm all in. And so it's important to make sure that I'm also taking care of myself, too. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's so easy for people to forget that. Like, especially when you have the serving mindset. It's, like, so hard for people to think to take care of themselves. Because it's, like, the last thing you think about is yourself. It's thinking about others first. And I think just being able to like have those times where it's like yes this may be helpful for other people but I can't really help others if I'm not doing it for myself so like let me take at least a little bit of time for myself and then I'll go back into helping others and being there for them exactly and like as we mentioned before like it doesn't even have to be something super big it could be you know if taking a bath helps rejuvenate you like take a bath and maybe that takes 30 minutes and then maybe your cup is filled enough that you, then you can help other people. Um, and then other times, like I said, you may need more time, but make sure that you're designating those times while you feel good. And while you are not in a bad mental state in preparation for either one time that you're going to, or to help you not get to that space. Because if you just wait until you burn out and you are depressed, depressed and super anxious and stuff, and then repeat the cycle of, okay, well, now I'm going to do things to help with my self-care and to help build myself back up and then continue to run yourself ragged until you crash and burn again. That's also not healthy for anybody. Yeah. And is there any um, other things that you were thinking of in preparation for this episode that you wanted to share? Not that I can think of, just... Although it's hard, like, try not to be hard on yourself. Like, there's so much to love about yourself and of such the bright, like, you have such a bright future ahead of you, even if it's hard to see at times. But, like, there's so much potential that you have. And one of the biggest things that can destroy that is ourselves and our own mindsets. So just realizing, like, even on those bad days, and, like, again, it doesn't have to be huge, like, just one thing that is good about yourself, even if it is, I survived the day. Just realize one good thing about yourself to push forward and get to your dream life. And don't be too hard on yourself. Yes, exactly. 
And um, as far as social media and stuff goes, where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram um, at underscore Rissa Rue underscore. Um, and then through there, I have my other accounts linked. I can't remember the usernames for those. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. And because of the podcast name being Beautiful Legacy, I like to ask any special guest, what kind of legacy do you want to leave and why? Ooh, um, I would love to just have people see me as like someone that I'm there for everyone else in life. Like, no matter what you're going through, you're never alone. I've had so many struggles that a lot of people, even my closest friends, don't even know that I've went through. Um, so there's always someone out there that's gone through what you've gone through in some sense. So I hope that I can share my story out with others and just give people a glimpse of hope that you can get through whatever you're going through. I love it. And how are you making that happen? Um, I have tried my hardest to make like my Instagram account, like a safe place. Um, and I share a lot on there of like what I'm going through. Um, but I actually, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we'll be starting my own podcast to hopefully just share like spiritually, like things I've noticed um, that God's led me through, but also just sharing like the different things and the traumas that I've gone through. So hopefully people can see like my story of like what I've come through and hopefully it can help at least some people. I absolutely love that. Do you have a name picked out in case people wanted to look it up, um, depending on when they listen to this episode? Yeah, it'll be I've Witnessed It. Awesome. And what platforms are you planning on putting the podcast out on? Um, I'm hoping to do YouTube, um, Apple Podcast, and then possibly Spotify but at least Apple podcast and YouTube. Awesome. So is it going to be like a video podcast or just audio? Yeah, there will be a video for it. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. You'll have to make sure that you get me the link so that I can listen when it's out. I will for sure. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being flexible and changing the time and day and for giving me and the listeners some of your time today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And to the listeners, as always, you are loved. You are worth it. You are priceless. And I'll see you all later.